0: this day, let's pray with the reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole Law and the Prophets depend on these two commandments. The Gospel of the Lord. There's an unseen side of the gospel. For different reasons, there's a side that's not seen. It's a pity, but I think that's the way it is. It takes years in life to build our ability to see. In fact, seeing is an image of life. Not only does it refer to the action of seeing with the eyes, but also to reading and interpreting life, to interpreting what's happening and what Jesus tells us. But why don't we see well? Many times we don't see because it is easier not to see things in depth. Seriously seeing things implies an effort, and that has a consequence, change. Some other times we don't see because we don't have the capacity to see. We are short-sighted, myopic. We are ignorant in the art of seeing, and that's why we go through life seeing what we want to see, and not what's really important. Moreover, most of the time, what we want to see is seldom the most essential thing in life. There are also those who don't want to see, and as the saying goes, the eyes are useless when the mind is blind. There are some people who look the other way to escape reality, to have their own way, to resolve their ambiguities, to defend their lies or their dissembling hearts, their hypocrisy. I think that seeing is a rich subject. Someday we will take it up again in our audio commentaries. Now, which part of the gospel of Jesus' proclamation is sometimes not seen? I think that the forgotten topic that also has to do with Sunday's gospel is that of rejection, the tests and trials that Jesus was put to and that we also face. Jesus was put to the test many, many times. In fact, we could say that his life was a great test. God submitted himself to the test of this world that doesn't see well, of a world that's blind to love, to truth, to beauty, and what's even worse, a world that's convinced that it sees well. The Pharisee in today's glimpse of the Gospel puts Jesus to the test just as the world, does with God and with the Church. A friend of mine who recently became convinced of how beautiful it is to follow Jesus, in fact, someone who received the grace of conversion, said something like this to me. Since I am following Jesus, I am becoming aware of who my real friends are. I am finding myself with less friends. I told him that was okay. Once you start speaking your mind, those who call themselves open-minded and liberal quickly begin to crucify you with their comments and attitudes for not thinking the way they think. My friend replied, I'd rather be with Jesus. That's my friend, I replied. What a joy it is to meet converts who live a more committed faith than the one of those of us who have been on the road for a long time. We must know that, within certain environments, if we really stake our lives on Jesus and his wife, the Church, we'll face rejection, mockery, and indifference from those who boast of not believing, or of believing their own way, or even from those members of the Church herself, as it's happened to many saints who weren't understood by their superiors, priests, bishops, and popes. We cannot fail to see these moments in Jesus' life. If we hide them, or if we don't want to see them, or if we prefer to sweeten them or to water down the sins from the gospel, we will suffer more in the long run, because we will be putting together a gospel to our own measure, and when the time comes to take up the cross, we will run away thinking that we have been deceived. Jesus didn't deceive anyone, neither his disciples, nor us. The evangelists didn't deceive anyone. They left in writing everything we need to know about the real Jesus. Now, it's up to us to see the whole reality and also rejoice, because, in the end, Jesus has always won. He won yesterday, he wins today, and he will always win. He has always won the arguments against all those who argued with him not by force or because of the logic of his arguments, but because of the power of his love, which ended up triumphing on the cross. Jesus never lost, because he learned to lose, to answer, and to remain silent, to live and to die, to slow down or to go on. In fact, he never argued, but showed the truth and kept silent. Whoever can accept this, ought to accept it let's not argue with the world or with a person who doesn't want to hold the dialogue let's just show the truth that shines in its own right when we leave it but it needs time a lot of time let's be patient let's not get angry don't get angry at those who put you to the test it's part of life it's part of living in truth the closer we are to the truth, the more they will confront us, and the more they will try to make us fail into their trap to make us take the bait let 's remember that the only gospel that some people will read is our own life, a life that's coherent, simple, and true let 's not forget that many don't want to believe in God, but they can believe in love, and God is love therefore. To love man is also, in a way, to love God, and by loving God we love men more. May we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.